Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hope everybody's doing great. Today, real treat today, we have Josiah De La Cerda uh, from OUAZ out in the GSAC. Uh, he was uh, on the GSAC all-conference team as well as uh, NAI All-American. He was a key piece of that Fab Four OUAZ team that fell by an eyelash to College of Idaho in the uh, round of four. A really great guy. You're going to enjoy listening to him. I was able to meet him for just a, a moment as well out in uh, Kansas City. Uh, the OUAZ guys, as almost everybody you meet within the NAI, were really, really nice guys great teammates and uh, I'm uh, very happy I got was able to get Josiah on today I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, I hope you do as well let's listen to Josiah De La Cerda OUAZ men's basketball Cascade Hoopstock Billy D hey I got uh, Josiah De La Cerda he's uh, from Ottawa OUAZ he's Josiah I almost said Ottawa Arizona how you doing thanks for being on the show I'm doing good man how you been I know there's a big push there to go O U A Z. Couple, a lot of your guys corrected me on that, and I still slip up. So, uh, um, you know, the season settled down now. I know it had to be really, really disappointing to lose in that Fab Four game, but now that you've had to put, been able to put a little bit of time between uh, that really, really co- close loss to College of Idaho in perspective, just maybe talk to the fans a little bit about your season and what that season meant to you. Yeah, um, sheesh. It was just, it was an incredible run. Our team, you know, we had just came off the previous year. We won the GSAC, obviously, the year before. And then we actually lost to College of Idaho in the Sweet 16, uh, or in the round of, uh, round of 32 right. the year before that. So it was like, it was a rematch. And it was kind of one we had circled all year because we played it at the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to come back and, uh, you know, try to have another successful season and just move up another rung on the ladder. And to be able to end up making it to the, to the Fab Four was it was like a dream for all of us, for sure. You know, you got to talk about your fans just for a moment. I thought, especially in Kansas City, I thought they were amazing. Yeah, no, uh, the fans, they were they were incredible all year. I mean, they were traveling. A lot of people were traveling to wherever we were at watching us play. Uh, I mean, for, for a lot of us, it was our senior year. So we had a lot of family members and friends want to come and watch us uh, finish it out and then showing up to Kansas City just amazing because a lot of them just had stuff they had to do you know in their regular lives right they kind of put that stuff on hold to watch us come play so it was kind of inspiring and it made us want to want to just continue the journey for them too uh we obviously try to continue for each other but I mean the fans made it much more worthwhile to want to make it all the way to the final you know I want to go back to uh you know your your career um like a lot of guys, your career zigged and zagged. That's kind of the, that's more the norm. Uh, you you went to West was it West Hills out in Fresno? No, I went to uh, the high school or yeah, the high school. Just in terms of, I went to Columbus West High School oh, okay. in Fresno, California. And then somehow and then, you ended up going to Bellevue out in Nebraska. Talk about that. Yeah, so high school was kind of like a rocky journey for me. I kind of started there because that's kind of where I grew, like as a basketball player. Uh-huh. So I played. You know, my freshman year, I was a, I was on the freshman team, and then uh, my sophomore year, I was on the junior varsity team. And then I came, 
my junior year, we got a new coach. He's actually like a legendary coach. And so he kind of just took over the program and he pretty much changed my career. Uh, you know, he got me into weights and, you know, helped me in terms of just learning the game more. And then my senior year, I had a pretty good year, but I was kind of a fringe starter, like coming off the bench. Like I was a pretty good player, but I didn't have very many offers. I only had Bellevue was actually my only offer. And they had came down to watch a couple practices and, uh, there was a coach, his name is Coach Mike, and he uh, he actually recruited me, and he was, like, pretty consistent with me. I didn't know much about, like, college or, like, the progression or anything, like, not much about JUCO or so like, shoot, I got an offer from Bellevue and ended up making the decision to go out there, and it turns out that Coach Mike was actually, he had actually got another job in California yeah. at a junior college, so he had left before I even got the chance to have him be my coach, but... I was so I went out to Nebraska. I was a freshman. I was supposed to be a red shirt, so I was a red shirt freshman to start the season. And funny story is one of my teammates. Well, I mean, not exactly funny, but uh, him and the coach would have their their issues. He was like the he was like the third big basically. But uh, him and my coach would have issues, and he ended up getting cut. So then our coach is like, uh, you know, we're gonna take you off red shirt. Can we? Like, is that is that fine with you? And I didn't really know obviously yeah. anything about I just wanted to play exactly so I was like yeah like I was like yeah like I'll come off red shirt and so I was kind of the third big my freshman year and um I would play spot minutes when dudes would get into out trouble or my teammate uh Josh he was like a really good player he ended up getting hurt mid-season so I ended up playing a little more but it was just definitely different for me I came in super young to college at that point I was only 17 turning 18 and you know, I was still growing, like, in the college game. So I had my moments where I played well, but it was definitely an adjustment period. But I ended up deciding to leave the school uh, after the conference tournament my first year. And then b- before I ask you about you, because then you went out to Yuba City and played some C- uh, JC ball. But before I ask you that, mm-hmm. you- you're a pretty big guy. When did you start growing? I think I asked you this before. But when, when did you grow? Yes. You're big. Yeah, I started growing. So it was weird. I started growing when I was, like, in the sixth grade, so I was like probably like nine or ten. Wow! And I was like six foot. Like, Holy cow! So I was pretty tall. I was pretty tall for a lot of kids like my age. And then so I started playing basketball like those two years, fifth and sixth grade. And then in middle school, I grew again. Had like another two, three inch growth spurt. And then in high school, I really shot up. And by the end of my like I was done with high school, I was like six, 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 seven. And then throughout college, I grew maybe like another inch, inch and a half. So it was kind of like a progression of growth. Sports, but it was mainly me growing like junior high, high school. I wonder. I wonder if you know you you had several different growth spurts. You know, you see some guys they go like a foot in a year, and then they they lose some of their coordination. But you're you. That's one thing that always stuck out to me is. Remember, I told you I, I've always thought you were kind of hard to uh, pigeonhole because you're not really a down low big guy. You're not really an outside guy. You just kind of. And you said to me something that, that I haven't forgotten. I thought it was interesting that you allow the game to come to you. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've always done that since I was first started playing basketball. I've never been a player that really likes to force it. Also because I just watched a lot of like college and pro sports and kind of understand the value and efficiency, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I try to, I just try to let the end come to me, obviously. So when I first got to Ottawa, it was a lot different because like nobody really knew the type of player I was. So I kind of burst out on the scene and I was able to kind of get looks that I wanted. I was playing one-on-one a lot and was able to do stuff like that. But as time, as time passed on, uh, when I was at Ottawa, like the next two years and like later in the first season, my team started to double and 
they started to scheme differently for me, you know, try to put the biggest guy on me and right. do like do different things. So that's when I kind of had to learn to adjust to playing playing a different style of basketball, a more controlled style in terms of just not only looking for my own shot, but you know, trying to find my teammates and stuff like that. But yeah, I've always felt like like I said before, the more that you press in a game and the more that you just try to force stuff, then it then it becomes a I thought it becomes a harder game for you overall. Yeah, it definitely is a style that, that I mean, different styles fit different guys, right? But that style definitely fits you. You're one of the calmer basketball players I've watched and yeah. you know, I thought I think uh you know, it not only helped you but it helped helped your teammates, right? Because basketball's a really emotional game. I mean really you know that. Uh, so your yep. calmness uh, translated to your teammates and your conf- self-confidence. Yeah, and I definitely had my moments in terms of – that was another thing of being at Ottawa is I had to grow as like also as like a leader. Mm-hmm. And so when I first came in, and even sometimes like this year, there was times when I kind of lost composure. And, you know, like you said, the game's emotional. So and when you're in it and, you know, you're playing close games and you're different things are happening, like you can – you can get pretty emotional, but my coach would always tell me, like, you know, the team kind of looks to you, so however you come out and whatever your temperament is, that's where they're going to land. So, like you said, I just try to instill confidence in myself, and my teammates did a good job of that, coaches, fans, and uh, I try to instill confidence in my teammates. Just, you know, we had some amazing players, so I just wanted them to feel like, you know, we can look to them at any point in the game because they're very important players too. So when you left Bellevue, you decided to play uh, JC for a while. You went to Yuba City. Uh, what event, when did you start talking to OUAZ? Um, I started talking to Ottawa, trying to think. They had came to a game, uh, like near the end of the season. Uh-huh. And Coach Hep was still the assistant coach, so he had actually showed up to the game himself. And he was talking to me again about, uh, when the season ended and he was calling me every day. And my pastor, my pastor knew them, obviously. Okay. So he had told me about them, like, early when I was at U and he was like, yeah, you should consider Ottawa, like, the next starting school, it'll be really good for you. And I was kind of, like, on the fence, and I was like, you know, just going to look for my options and see what I had going on. But, uh, yeah, Coach Hep really, he was pretty much selling it for, like, the last month of season, and on the, uh, after that, he was talking to me a lot. What were the one or two things that eventually tipped the scales and you said, I- I'm going to go play basketball at OUAZ? Well, shoot, to be honest, um, it was during COVID, so there was kind of a lot going on. Yeah, and it was like kind of kind of a really weird period. So uh, I was living I was living in Fresno, where I'm from, with my grandmother, and she uh, she works a lot. So I'm kind of just sitting in an apartment by myself, like a lot of the time, and I was working out stuff like that. But so I just had a lot of time to like sit and think on things and kind of go through the go through what I thought was good. But the first main part of it was really just the consistency that they had. You know, they mm-hmm. were. They were talking to me more than any other team, and they were super consistent. Coach Epp was like, I'm pretty sure he was pretty much calling me every night or every day and just leaving voicemails and calling. We would talk. He was texting me. He was, you know, walking me through the steps and, you know, telling me about Ottawa and telling me about the NAI and stuff like that. So it was just really consistency and how comfortable I felt with, you know, Coach Epp and just the impact he made on me because Coach Epp, he's an, he's an amazing guy. He's an amazing coach. And so that was number one. And then number two, it got super late in the process. I had a couple teams that uh, that I was looking at, like Jessup was was recruiting me. So, and they kind of tapered off too. Jessup was just kind of the kind of crazy stories. They kind of tapered off in the recruiting process, but they were recruiting me. They were pretty close to home, so yeah, 
and close to my ju- my JUCO. So I was thinking that. But then the main there was one tipping scale where there was a team that I that I had, had that was talking to me. It was like a like a Division two. It was like an hour away from my hometown, and I kind of was jumping at the opportunity. And they were pretty consistent with me as well. But then they had given up their last scholarship, so I was kind of in limbo with with a couple NAIs, and I was like, I don't. I kind of don't know. And uh, one day I just talked to my mom and she was like, you know, you should really pray on it and see, you know, just pray on it because my, my family's a Christian family, my mom. Mm-hmm. She's, Absolutely. She's always kind of telling me to keep my faith in my decision. So she was like, just pray about it. And it's crazy because I, I prayed and a couple of days later I felt, I felt the need to like, like Otto was the one. So then I, I called my pastor first and I told him he was super excited. And then I called Coach Hep and he was a, he was ecstatic. He was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, we got Coach Keeley on the phone and talked to Coach Keeley. And so that was kind of what went into me going to the outer world today. Oh, my goodness. I love that story. So, Josiah, so then you make this decision. You're not really sure. Here's, you know, OUAZ. Who are they? And then you get out there, and you're there during just the, the magic period, right, where mm-hmm. this thing just grew out of nowhere. I mean, sands of the mm-hmm. desert. And then you're in the right. Fab Four last year. You're an eyelash from making the final. I mean, just right. talk about being a part of that. Yeah. So when I first got to Ottawa, it was the hospitality was amazing. Uh, right when I got there, it felt like like I got out there the day I got out there. I was with my parents, and you know, it was it was buzzing out there. And there's a lot of people. I was just moving in, so it was like my first time out there, my first year, and. It was just it just felt amazing from the start. Like it was it was great. And then, you know, Coach Keeley, he was very welcoming and he was I was always talking to him when I was there and he was really like just making sure he was looking out for me continually when I was out there. And like like you said, I mean, it kinda just grew. So the first years, you know, COVID was still going on and it was kinda slower. But I met a lot of people. It was, it was mm-hmm. really good. And we didn't get to play in front of fans, so that was kind of different. But uh, and it was like the spread seating on the bench, and it was kind of like funky. But it was it was good. And then we went to a we went to a small. We had our first winning season. We went to a small playoff tournament, like a college tournament. We went to the we went to the championship actually, and we lost. But it was just a great experience with my teammates. Like there's a bunch of teammates from that year that I still still talk to to this day that are still like my, some of my best friends. And actually, one of our assistant coaches. Uh, Deshaun, he was uh, one of he was my teammate that year, which is kind of a full circle moment. But uh, yeah, and then you know the second year we obviously grew more, and you know the school's growing. Just overall, it was it was kind of cool to see to see myself kind of growing up, like from being you know a kid that was just in college to to kind of like a grown up and to kind of like you know have those experiences out of us. So for me to kind of grow alongside the school, was that was probably like the best part for me, honestly. You know, you mentioned uh, Coach Hepker, of course, now is the head coach at Mid-American Nazarene. Uh, he and Matt, as you know, played basketball together there. Uh, but Coach Keeley, uh, boy, he's really done a great job. Talk about the moment when you beat Hope. They they made a big run at you at the end. You beat Hope for the your second GSAC championship, and you guys lined up, and, and Matt Keeley did the dance. Yeah, he called it the. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, I just I didn't know. I wasn't real familiar with that dance, but he ended up calling it the Icky Shuffle. What did he and, call uh, it? The Icky Shuffle. Oh, oh <laughs> okay. Was, Icky Woods. There you go. Okay. Yeah, it was like a, an NFL guy. He showed me the videos. I think it was like a Cincinnati Bengal. Yes. And he, uh, he would do the touchdown dance when he, when he scored that. He, the year before, he had done the gritty. 
in the line. So he had to come up. He had to come up with some new dance moves this year, and uh, it was amazing. Because uh, him as a coach, he's been through a lot. So uh, just building up a program, and I know I know how hard it can be for him, and how hard it can be, you know, trying to trying to make a name for yourself. And he's obviously been around, you know, legendary coaches, and he's obviously been he has a great coaching tree. But uh, for him to be able to build up the program and like make Ottawa kind of his own and to have to have the level of success he's had so far it's just it's just great for us to see as as players for him because we ha- we have so much respect for him he's a high character guy he, he's a great coach a great leader he's always coaching out of love and it's just great to see that uh <laughs> it feels good especially in those moments and even going down to the fab four and him being able to have his family there and yep it's just it's a it makes it more special for us to to be able to do that for him so sticking with Coach Keeley for a moment, you uh, you guys win the GSAC, you get the uh, tournament seeding, and you see that you're going to play Baker, and you're going to go out to Kansas. I mean, just my, uh, just a stone's throw from where Coach Keeley uh, grew up. What was that like? It was crazy because it was kind of like written almost. Uh, I remember we were on the way to a game uh, against Vanguard. We were playing at Vanguard. And we were driving over, so I'm on the bus with one, or in the van with one of our assistant coaches, who he also played at Mid America, and he's talking about Baker, like Baker randomly comes up, and he's talking about how it was like their rival, and you know, uh, different things. So then they come back around, and we see that we're in Kansas, because that's where we think we were going to be at. We were kind of hoping we were in Kansas, but to see that we were in Kansas, and uh, that it was kind of a full circle moment for for coach and kind of me remembering that moment that's it was kind of crazy it was almost like our story was written from the start playing baker of kansas uh, like you said around the corner from our, where our coach grew up okay so i'm going to circle back to that baker game but before i do you had to play oklahoma wesleyan very few observers gave you a, a chance in that game what was your mindset going into that game uh well for me for our team we we had won off the off the buzzer beat against baker obviously so we were kind of on a high and we felt like we were a great team all year. We felt like even in games where we were like crowned the underdog to start, we felt like we were we were the better team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were very good, uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan. And we really, I think in terms of that game, we really just took them super seriously to start. And we came out with, with a lot of fire. And that was one of the teams that we really locked in on the scout and we executed our game plan very well. But uh, for me, they also had Lightsky over there. I think was was his name. Right. He was right. like a he was like a top big in the NAI. And I knew it was going to be a battle for me uh, in terms of just guarding a guy on defense for a full game. So uh, he definitely challenged me to up my game on the other end. But as a team, we just felt like you know we were, we were a better team overall, and that our style could combat theirs pretty well. So that was kind of what went into that game, that game plan. So I want to go back to the Baker game. Uh, you know. Going into that game, it's not big shots. Making big shots, you've been no stranger to that. Uh, but uh, you guys were down. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, you, it was a last. You guys had one last ditch, and then everybody knows. Talk about the pl- talk about the play because it was a really well designed play. It's not like you guys just threw it in and somebody shot it. Talk about that play. Um, I'm trying to think of what exactly. I don't really remember a lot of what happened down the stretch of the game. To be honest, I know. We had a couple plays to send it to overtime, and you know we had some plays in the in overtime when we were up. But um, in terms of the play, I know they had just hit like a tough two to go up one, and I don't remember exactly how much time was left. But so we call timeout, we go to the bench, and 
uh, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, oh, like, you know, a Christian Leitner play, like, we just throw it long and, right. you yep. know, tr- try to catch it, try to catch it in the spot and turn and shoot. And uh, Coach Keeley just came to the board and he's like, uh, who can throw the ball in? Like, who can throw the pass in? And Colton, he's usually our guy to throw those passes because he used to be a quarterback and he's a great, he's a great passer. Me and him had a play where he passed it to me and we scored a, a buzzer beater there. But he was in foul trouble. He was, uh, he was out of the game. We had a couple of our starters in foul trouble. Okay. Uh, Devin and, and Keyshawn and Cole, all three of them were in foul trouble. So we have just like a, our, our lineup in one of our lineups. And so he's like, okay, Zilly, Alex, really, you're going to throw it in. And Alex, he was just ready for it. And he's like, okay, if he throws it to you, can you catch it? And McKay's like, yeah, I got it. And then everyone was looking to me and I was like, yeah, like I, she was like, you're going to wrap around Joe. And it was like a play that they'd seen before. Apparently it was like a Valpo play or something. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, if Mundy gets it and passes it to me, like I'm shooting, I'm going to make the shot. And so Alex just throws a laser, an absolute laser to McKay. And it was like a perfect, a perfect pass. And it's funny because in the video, you can see him spin the ball before he passes it. <laughs> and so he spins the ball and then he throws a laser and then Bundy just no hesitation. So much like, for Bundy, it was probably he's probably the biggest player in the play because he he had so much presence of mind to not like come down with the ball and he just threw it right right when he caught it and so it was perfect timing because if he would have maybe if he would have taken another second to like dribble it or put the ball down you know we would have lost a little extra time there but he literally had the great presence of mind to just turn and toss it and I shot it and it felt good I felt like it was gonna be a switch but I flicked my wrist I felt like it was a perfect shot and it banked in and it was just. It was just kind of crazy. I just you just see the fans; they're all running down from the top, and you know the Oklahoma Wesleyan guys are standing up, and our coaches are in shock. And it, it was just it was a it was a crazy moment. Was, I thought that I thought the genius of that play was that you I think you tra- I think you trailed around from the other side, if I remember right. But you were yeah, I started in, in the middle, and I wrapped around. That's right, you wrapped, but you were in forward motion, and you were in perfect shooting position when you received the ball i thought that was the genius of the play yeah like i said i was just in stride and bundy like like i said if bundy would have taken uh any dribble he had so much like mental capacity there if he took if he had taken any extra time or a dribble he wouldn't have been able to set it up that way because he literally slicked it right when i like right when i was in stride and i was able to shoot it so honestly shout out to mckay that was like he was probably the biggest part of the play and then and then you guys get out to kansas city uh, you made it down to the Fab Four, which was just, you know, amazing because you get to spend so much time there with your teammates and around your competitors and with your coaches and families. Just talk about that week in Kansas City. Yeah, that week really uh, – our team was super close as it, before that because we had so much history together, obviously, and we've had a lot of moments during the season that really molded us as a team. But our team is super, super close, like spends a lot of time together and does like everything together so that week was just like that week was pretty much like i said a dream come true for us because we kind of got you know two two and one three and one you know got to spend time with family and got to got to spend all our time with our team and you know share the laughs and the memories uh and then obviously like win some games so yeah that that week was super special um and we actually were in kansas for two weeks which is kind of funny we never even went back to ottawa uh, from the moment we were in the first round to the moment we made the Fab Four, we didn't go back to Ottawa for for the full two weeks. So we actually had two weeks where we were together uh, the whole time. But yeah, that, it was special. I mean, and it was great, honestly, too, for me to be around the competitors and obviously see the ACU guys, and you know they recognized us. So 
and to see other dudes on other teams and yeah. kind of how they interacted. And we got to obviously sit in on games and watch different teams play. Yeah, overall, it was, it was an amazing experience. And we had a sponsor, too, at Johnny's Tavern, and that was they were super good to us, too. So, yeah, overall, the week, the week and the two weeks in general that we were in Kansas was just amazing as a team. We, had, we made some of the memory. You know, Josiah, take this for what it's worth, but I've always said making it to the Final Fours or the Fab Fours basically a championship because it's so hard to, I mean it's incredibly hard to get to those last four and once you get there anything can happen as you saw they were right. very very close games and any you know any any one of the four teams could have won at that point uh so you know I know that the the sting of the loss is is trust me I understand that the sting of the loss is going to stick with you for a <laughs> while but just reaching that that last four the the fab four they call it uh, that in itself is a, a feat that nobody can take away from you. And not only that, it'll be so locked in OUAZ history and you being such a big part of it. Uh, you should be extremely proud of what not only you did, but your teammates and Coach Keeley have uh, accomplished there at OUAZ. T- just just talk about your feelings of OUAZ basketball. Yeah, it, I'll forever, you know, Ottawa will forever have a special place in my heart. And obviously the team, like you said, our team is kind of, Embedded in Ottawa history, um, yeah, it's hard to put into words. Honestly, it's it was a run that's that's gonna be so historic, and it's a run that you kind of don't think of. You know, you don't really think of how historic it'll be, or you don't really think of how big of a run it is when you're in the midst of it. You know, like you said, once you have time to sit and think about it, and you know, going to the Fab Four is crazy. Like I never would have starting at Bellevue. It's never something I would have picture happening you know and you never you never think about the history behind it when you're in it but yeah taking the time afterwards to think about it and it's i mean for coach keely i have nothing but respect and uh love for coach keely and it's amazing for him to to be able to reach that pinnacle and for our team to be able to reach that pinnacle and it'll be something that we always remember our team and it'll be something that'll that'll forever keep us together so yeah that it like i said definitely stings to to lose on such a close one at the end, especially to who it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, shout out College of Idaho, national champs, but um, it, it's amazing overall. It was an amazing run, yeah. So you, uh, I understand you're going to probably graduate this summer, uh, and then uh, you're, talk about you're looking to continue your your basketball career, right? Yeah, so in the process of graduating in Ottawa, and uh, so I've been training a lot. And just trying to prepare myself for the next kind of chapter of playing basketball. But uh, yeah, the goal is to play overseas, uh, most likely in Europe. And I've been talking to I've been talking to some agents, and uh, I think it's I'm on the I'm on the fast track to playing overseas. So that's that's very exciting. That's another exciting yeah. thing to be able to be able to continue playing uh, professionally. So yeah, that's the goal right now is graduate and. Uh, continue my career hopefully for as long as I can do it <laughs> well yeah I mean that is exciting and you do very very well you know I I got a chance to meet a lot of your teammates when we were out in Kansas City I think uh you guys are an amazing team I, I, I was surprised or not surprised that I was uh I I thought it was I thought it was kind of cool how close you guys all were uh, it was a very, very close team and bunch of bunch of very good people. Yeah, amazing dudes on this team. <laughs> so I got the, I'm really glad I got the chance to meet you guys, Josiah. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us for a few minutes, kind of relive your uh, your uh, four years in NAIA basketball, and uh, 
man, it was really fun to watch you. And, boy, you made some big shots that nobody will ever forget for a long time. Well, shoot, I really appreciate you having me, Billy. You're one of the, you're one of the best in, uh, in NAI at covering the sport. So I really appreciate you having me on. Ah, thank you. That's very kind. That's uh, Josiah De La Cerda, OUAZ Basketball. Thank you, Josiah. Thanks, Billy. You have a good one. Hey, thank you again to Josiah. We wish him uh, luck as he moves forward and uh, finds an agency. He's going to keep us up to date with what's going on in his future, and uh, we'll get him back on if, if necessary, let you know where to follow him and what his next steps are. Hey, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I want to say thank you again to everybody for all the support this season. Uh, we're going to continue to do a, a few postseason interviews as they become available, uh, but uh, hopefully next season we can even do a better job for the NAI. Every year it seems to grow just a, a bit more. We're trying out a few new things to bring a, a more dynamic coverage to NAI basketball. Uh, so we'll we'll see what I can come up. I'm an old guy. I mean, learning new stuff is tough. But in the interim, uh, enjoy some of these interviews and uh, don't forget to support your local NAI team, your local NAI program. Uh, reach out to the coach and see what they need because you're really lucky to have them nearby because I'll tell you what, NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.